Welcome to the LNFFA Patmos Podcast. We're joined, as always, by Miguel. What up? And Abraham. Hi, everybody. This week, we are going to go over our Vegas trip. Top draft. Top power rankings. And some other stuff for you. So let's start it off. Vegas trip. How'd it go? How'd I it think, go for you guys? think we all wish it hadn't been 110 <laughs> degrees. But hindsight's 2020, you know, NFL season starts at peak summer always. And we decided to go draft in the middle of the desert. But other than that, I think the draft went really well. The chandelier is always fun. And we figured out the heat a little bit by uh, soaking our shirts and being drunk through it. I think that being drunk through it helped the most. For sure. I think overall, I think the the, the persons who didn't enjoy the draft, this is me just throwing names out there, Alex and Luis. Hmm. Because they're... I, I want to say they're more reserved, right? So I don't think they went out on Friday night. I don't think they went out after the draft on Saturday night. I think uh, they did their thing. We got um, in on Saturday morning. Yeah. <clears throat> that being said, like I think those are the guys that are more reserved people in, in our league. I think everybody else enjoyed their time. Like I had a great time Friday, Friday, Friday morning when I landed. Uh, had some food, had some drinks, chatted up with Jubalukes and, and Emerson, and had a nap, and then took on the night. The night was not too kind. You know, I ended up yakking because of stupid American <laughs> spirits. But <laughs> it was definitely American spirits. We don't want sponsorship from American spirits at all. No, absolutely not. <laughs> we'll not take your money. But like that, that, that being said, like, you know, like I, 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 I put it out there in regards to like, you know what, I'm, I'm going to have a, I'm going to have a good time on, on Friday night. And I did. And I think <clears throat> we had essentially two nights of fun prior to draft or one night of fun. And then post draft we had the second night. Um, and I got to meet a lot of beautiful people. You know, I met Jess's mom, who I never met before. Ham, you're my best friend, and I never met her in my life. And she's going out. She's the mother of the woman that I'm assuming you're eventually going to end up with. And I met Jackie's sister, which I never met before. Jackie's sister's husband, people I never met before. I think that's fun. That's fun for me. Um. Yeah. Got to see a side of Marlon that I never really seen before. He was out there chatting it up with with the dealers and stuff like that. We were we were we were gambling and he was chatting it up in a way I've never seen Marlon chat it up before. So that's always fun for me. <clears throat> I got to see everybody kinda know how they play blackjack and that tells that tells you a lot about a person. To know how to play blackjack. Victor doesn't know how to play that. Yeah. Marlon has no idea. He has no idea how to play that. Marlon, Marlon, lost, Marlon cost me like six hundred dollars. <throat> yeah, I mean, uh, but yeah. I still had a good time. Yeah, I, I think that's, 
that's part of every Vegas trip, right? Like you have to be there to enjoy, you know, the what Vegas is. Mm. If you really, if you really want to get the most out of this trip, um, otherwise, you know, you're just traveling to drafts in the heat. Um, yeah. I think we would have all preferred like a room from the restaurant to actually get the draft, but. I think that would have been more fun. I think, I mean, yeah. we did talk about the actual draft itself, right? Like, um, I think we were out in the open. I was, I, even myself, I was a little, like, shy. And I'm not a shy person, but. Yeah. It's just, you don't feel comfortable being as loud as we normally are. As loud as we normally are when yeah. there was a, there, that we were in the, middle of a, uh, in the middle of a restaurant talking about a draft. Yeah. Doing my, my annual but then I, 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 I opened it up to, to you, George. You're the commissioner. It's, it's a 10-year league, 10-year anniversary. So I was like, the commissioner, I think, has to do this. Like, you're, you're Roger Goodell, bro. Like, you got to do the 10 years. <laughs> I mean, um, I did it. I didn't have anything did prepared. But... I think we made it work. I think the, the restaurant, uh, yeah, by, after a couple rounds and some drinks and some food, I was feeling pretty good about it. But, yeah, we couldn't be as rowdy as we usually are. Um, but I do think that resulted in more sober drafting and probably more consistent play. Like, actual draft probably went better. I mean, I, yeah, I think so. I think most people were happy with the picks. Yeah. More than drunk picks, you know, like, oh, yeah, I'll take I'll take DeAndre Hopkins in the fifth. Why not? Uh, I don't know. Victor was drafting pretty, pretty drunk. I want this guy. I want him right now. Yeah, I mean, Victor's in a lot of reaches. I think he took that term of take your guy a little too seriously this year. Um, I will never question Victor's draft habits. I question it this year. Until I I defeat him, I will not question his his draft logic. I mean, regardless of, of, of that, like... When we can get in, we'll we'll get into the draft right later, right? But yeah, I have some thoughts on on Victor's draft, um, and every and everybody's draft essentially because we're gonna we're gonna break it down, right? But yeah. I think overall, I think the draft situation, the 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 servant or the waitress that we got was amazing, and I had I had a phenomenal yeah. time. I, I think had a phenomenal time. Yeah, I think it could have done better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. All the service was pretty great. The, um, the only the only thing we would say was bad about it is we didn't have a like a private room, right? We didn't have our own area to draft. Yeah, I think that was like the only thing. Like if we ever do this again, you know, five years on the line, ten years on the line, and we're all old as fuck, I get it. But if we ever do it again, um, I think we would want to do it in a place. Right. I wouldn't. I wouldn't rule out Vegas again. But I'm just saying we would like to do it in a place we would have our own private room. I think, uh, I, I think I would rule out Vegas for at least the next destination drafts for a couple of times. It's just too damn fucking hot. Because like that also affected. Yeah, the, I mean, but like, the rest else, of the trip. Where else, where else would we do it? Yeah, I mean, who knows? But, where, but we wouldn't go anywhere Camp, else. Camping draft. We're not going to fucking New Orleans. We're not going to fucking Europe. Go camping. Camping draft. Camping, camping draft. Out in the woods, baby. <laughs> That'd be fun. Be, be one with nature. Be one with nature. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's fine. Like, no hope from your cell phone. All you have is your your draft prep and your... You couldn't rely on 
yeah, you, they, door, I mean, Brian couldn't, can't cheat, you know. <laughs> he, would, he would have to go. <laughs> he would have to just draft. He's like, oh, I can't call my fucking dude. Yep. Teams can't bring my bro. Nah, that'll be, I'll put that up for a vote next time we, we do destination draft. That's because. Can we talk about that real quick, though? Like, I, I think that's a very gray area of what Brian did. Calling in help. Calling in help, right? Nobody's ever done it in the history of our league. Yeah. And I don't want to be one of these woke people that think this is bad, but this is bad. Like, I think this is bad. I don't think Brian did oh. was good. I'll, I'll be devil's advocate. I think maybe his logic would be. What's the difference between calling somebody for help or and using, you know, consensus rankings from the professionals and, you know, all, all the other work you do in prep for the draft? Like uh, maybe the lot. What's the difference? And I would I would go the opposite and would be like, because he didn't do the work, he didn't put in the work. He just he just he just like called in this dude that did the work, mm-hmm. and he's just going off his his thing like his his the the dude he called. Like ranking shit or whatever. Yeah. Like he didn't do shit. I mean, like, yeah. if he wins the, the league this year, yeah. it's like, right. Did he win it or was it the guy you called won it? Like, we still got to manage his team. I, I I do agree with you. I think it's like the piling it on top of not showing up to mm-hmm. the fucking draft is like adding the fucking rotten cherry on the shit cake or whatever, but. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I I I do think it shouldn't be allowed. Uh, it would be like you know oh, I, I'm I'm in the league, but I brought this guy with me, and he's gonna make all my picks. Like it, yeah, it, that's it bullshit, was, dude. Yeah. That's a hundred percent bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I also agree, but I mean, this shouldn't ever be an issue again. Like he he needs to be there for the next draft. Yeah. Well, this, yeah. this will this will never be another a problem again. Like he's never going to remote draft again because we won't allow it. Yeah, and I get that, but it's still like it's a slap in the face. I know we don't have a rule on it, so like whatever he gets away with it. Yeah. But I mean, we can make a rule. Like, yeah, I, I think. Like, like put it this way, like put it this way, like if he was if he was actually at the draft. And there's another person there drafting for him. He would not be okay with that, right? Yeah, I, I think my, my the bigger issue is that he's not he's not there. You know, like I don't know if Brian yeah. listens to the podcast. I mean, and he wasn't there. If you, are, if you are listening, you know everybody else makes it out, and <laughs> maybe not necessarily wanted to. I don't know that Victor and Laura wanted to put a pause on there. Uh, Victor wanted to be there. Okay. Victor <laughs> uh, wanted to be there. I'm sure, but I don't know that it's convenient. <laughs> To pause your honeymoon for a little while to show up to, you know, Vegas and draft and stuff like that. You know, everybody else is there. Everybody else puts in the work. Or maybe they don't put in the work, but at least they show up and they draft the way they know how to draft. And that's kind of what I think it's fair for us to expect that from, you know, everyone. Everyone in the league, yeah. Just show up and fucking cross off the names on the list. Yeah, we provide you a list with good rankings. Like, everybody will be fine with that list. Yeah. You can even yeah, get it from your friend. I mean, you can even get it from your friend. I always go back to, like, if we were at Marlon's house drafting at, 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 in this place, and this random fucking person shows up, we'd be like, who's this person? Oh, this guy's yeah. drafting for me. And we'd be like, okay, so then, Brian, you're out. This guy's in. Like, Yeah. Well, we would have shamed them to not do it in person. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. 
So it just he got away with it because it wasn't in person. I had no idea what was going on. And Marlon told us after the fact, or uh, I was on the other side. I was. I mean, he he, he told us so. during during the fact that we were drafting and like within like two picks, he was like somebody's helping him. I mean, uh, yeah, at, at that point, it's too late, right? Like, we can't be like, oh, no, no, mm-hmm. hang up that fucking phone. We can't even make him do it, right? It's like, oh, yeah, I totally hung it up. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. He just needs to be there. He needs to be there so we can all be like, all right, this is bullshit. Like, Stop being what are you doing? And, yeah. yeah. But agreed. Ryan, show up to the fucking draft, man. It's not that hard. Really, it's a, it was planned a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. Alrighty. Next up, how did you feel about your draft, guys? I mean, I like my picks. I like my draft, despite being sniped three times in the league. Um, I don't think, for future reference, Maybe I tone it back on the on the podcast that we do preseason because I got players I like, but I also didn't get the players I wanted. You think people got the inside scoop on you from the the podcast? Yeah, and I mean this, this is a straight out straight out shout out to Victor. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's probably among the few people who might actually listen to it. Yeah, shout out to Victor. Because Uh, there's no way in hell Saquon Barkley ever, ever goes in the first round in any other draft besides our own based off of him thinking I'm going to take him on the turn, which he's absolutely right. So he he knew exactly what I was going to do. Right. Based off of what I've said in the podcast before. So that's like my two cents on it. Mm Mm-hmm. So, moving forward, I'm not gonna. We're not gonna. gonna do, uh, I'm not gonna relay any information in regards to what I want to do in the draft. And, that's, no, and, and, that's, and that could be a lot of things, right? Like I, I chose the 12 spot. I was number yeah. two in the chandelier, right? I chose the 12 spot. So, no, no, no blame on Victor because I could easily gone the 12. That's a two, and I could be like, let me get Saquon, which I would have never done. But like, <clears throat> I didn't want the two. Because I didn't want C Mac, I want C Mac, but I don't want C Mac. You get what I'm? You, you know what I mean? Oh, sure. Like I want, I want C Mac. If I if I get C Mac, I know for a fact. And this is just like, oh, I draft C Mac. He's gonna get injured week four. Like, <laughs> Luis got C Mac. Luis got C Mac. He's gonna go off this whole season. Right? Like, that's just that's just how I, I feel. Yeah. Like, I mean, you, you, Join the club, man. We're 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 cursed by the fantasy gods here at this podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They don't, they don't like us. The fantasy gods. Like us. Victor <laughs> saved Saquon's career by drafting him over you. His ACL is going to be just fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he's like he's he's about to beat his children or his wife, and he's like, you know what? Can't Not do this to Victor. today. Uh, can't do this to Victor. <laughs> Good on you, Saquon. I like my running backs. I think Aaron Jones is going to be a monster. I'm not sure what anybody says. The right receiver core in Green Bay is shit. Adam Lazard 
is missing practice right now. Alan Lazard. So he's he's not going to be on the field week one, right? Is he really not playing week one? He's not playing week one. Fuck, that's terrible. Or allegedly, you know, I mean, he he missed practice the last couple weeks due to like a knee injury type deal. Um, you don't want to be dealing with that all fucking season. Yeah, I mean, you don't. But guess what? I got the pass catching running back in Green Bay. AJ Dillon is obviously a beautiful pick because if Aaron Jones goes down, AJ Dillon is clearly an RB one in the league, and you get him in the fourth, fifth round, whatever he was taking in our league. And shipping goes for the opposite effect, right? If AJ Dillon goes down, Aaron, Aaron Jones is the clear RB one in that fucking team with so much wide receiver potential or PPR potential, half PPR. <clears throat> but um, I like I like Aaron Jones this year for that for the reason that and this is why I chose him. On average, Aaron Jones gets 13 points per game without Devontae Adams. With, with I'm sorry, with Devontae Adams. Without him, he gets 18.1 points per game. So I was like, yeah, I could I could get a solidified RB two with 18.1 points per game without Devontae. I'm like, yeah, I'll take that every day. The obviously the the downside is AJ Dillon is there, so it's not gonna be eighteen point one because AJ Dillon is taking the goal line carries or whatever blah blah blah. But in my eyes, I think he gets so much. Like I see him getting eighty fucking receptions this year. It's crazy. Like that's that's just how I see it because the wide receivers are just not elite in Green Bay. And Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Rodgers is so like trustworthy receiver. Like he, he has to trust you to throw the ball to, and he trusts he trusts um, Alan Lazard, who's not playing, and he trusts Aaron Jones to throw the ball to. So that 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 was my pick based off of that. Yeah, I was pretty high on Aaron Jones, too. And I would have gone with Aaron Jones over DeAndre Swift, but obviously that wasn't an option for me. So, I don't know. It's a good pick. I like it. Hmm. Well, I hate my running backs, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think my wide receivers and my flex is set. And I think you moved, then. Huh? I think you goofed. I don't know if you did it on purpose, but I think you goofed. That's I don't think so. Well, here's, here's where my logic is, right? I figure Antonio Gibson's going to give me solid RB2 numbers for like three or four weeks. And in the meantime, I'll figure out the situation in New, New England, right? Mm-hmm. Damien Harris or Ramondre Stevenson is going to end up being my RB1. Maybe they won't be great, but they're, one of them's going to end up being my RB1 potentially. And then Josh Jacobs is just kind of the fingers crossed. All the the bad news we've been hearing is like being overhyped or, you know, maybe it won't be as bad as everyone says it's going to be. And he ends up still being kind of decent. And then I figured that with those possibilities, I get a decent points out of my running back and then just lean heavily on my wide receiver. But I, I do feel like I would have been more satisfied with maybe like Justin Jefferson or uh, 
Demock as my RB1, but you know, mm. you had to I, I think I I stuck with the three wide receiver strategy and made the most of it. But mm. obviously I think I'm really struggling at running back, but I think I have four weeks worth of Antonio Gibson to try to figure it out, you know, maybe blow my fab on you know that week one RB that blows up that nobody picked up. So I think that's what, that's my this logic. This is why I have a problem with your draft, right? J.K. Dobbins was available for you. Why wouldn't you take J.K. Dobbins over Damon Harris, knowing that you can get an RB1 eventually, and an RB1 eventually, in both Ramondre and J.K. Dobbins past week four? I mean, I don't know that I was that certain Damon Harris isn't going to stick around to be the RB1, but... That's literally the the only logic. Yeah. I mean that's that's it. I just I have yeah. the New England running backs. One of them is going to be good, hopefully. In theory, it's probably going to be Ramondre. Uh, but I have them both, so I think one of them is going to be a lock for my season once it gets sorted out in New England, and then I'll blow my fab on somebody in the next two weeks. Uh, you might get lucky and James Cook floats or something. That's true. You know, rookie, James Cook, rookie running back, some some upside. Uh, the Jarek McKinnon pick, you know, I got him for free. He could maybe not just as easily, but he could just be whatever everyone expects uh, Pacheco to be. And I get him for nothing. So, And yeah. that, he's he's who I drop if it doesn't work out. Three receivers. Uh, my draft. I love my draft. I went super running back, three running backs. Elliot fell to me in the third, and I could not pass up. Now it's starting running back. They're very, very uh, hard to come by in the league. So fuck it. I won three running backs. This idea so, of like, Tony Potter's taking over. Uh, it's just people. I think it's complete bullshit. Yeah. It's not. Here's why. Ezekiel Elliott is on his last year of his contract. They're gonna run that motherfucker to the ground, and they're gonna be like, "Okay, thank you for your service. Bye bye, Tony Pollard. You're the next man up next year." You say that's you use the same logic for Damian Harris, but. Exactly. So that's why I don't agree with your Damon Harris pick or J.K. Dobbins. But Damon Harris is on last year's contract, too, and New England's definitely going to run him into the ground. <clears throat> but there's the reason why and this is why I'm telling you this. J.K. Dobbins is in a more run-heavy offense than um, Damien Harris. Damien Harris is. I mean that that's a, obviously whatever running back decisions I made. I could definitely are are going to be the reason I you know. I mean your logic. Well, your logic was like, oh, let me wait it out for weeks. Let's see what happens. <laughs> yeah. It was like, yeah, but you can do the same thing with J- Jackson J.K. Dobbins. Let me wait it out for weeks. That's you can still put you can still put the the, the Stevenson or. Whatever his name is, um, Ramon. Yeah, in that in that spot, I still have 
a week one starter starting week week five and still have the same production because Damian Harrison and, and Stevenson are going to get especially like a 50-50 role. That's what you'd be scared but of. With, with, with Stevenson getting a more pass-catching thing, so it's like you could have skipped on them on Harris, taking Jackie Dobbins, not started him, put put Stevenson in the in, in the starting lineup, and still get the same production as Harris does, and then wait for Her- for for Jackie Dobbins to. I mean, the, the move would have been starting. He's not even starting Harris or Stevenson. It's going to be Jacobs Gibson to start the year, so we could have ridden Gibson and wait for Dobbins to get healthy. Which I think is a bad idea. I think he's do one of those two over Gibson. I think it, my logic for the, the, Jacobs. the fucking offensive coordinator and the fucking GM of Washington Commanders do not like Gibson. They don't like him. They put him on special team. He's going to be the returner. I, mean, I don't think he's he lasts after the four weeks, but I think for the first four weeks he's gonna be just fine. Yeah, once Robinson comes back, then Gibson's gonna be worthless. But they don't have anybody else. Yeah, right. Like, like, like. Okay, you can even okay. So you can go the opposite way. But like, why draft Gibson over right. J.K. Dobbins? Yeah, so over somebody better. Somebody yeah. who's gonna be more because consistent. like Gibson, I, like Gibson's gonna be the waiver wire week five. Jackie Dobbins isn't. He's not. And I, I, I don't, I'm, I'm a big believer of not drafting people who just come off of ACL, but he's he's so young that he'll see he'll see the, he'll see the production. All right. Well, let's hope my wide receivers carry me. Hear the volume. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see how it goes for Ham. Oh, any other thoughts on teams before we move on? On teams, yeah, I got plenty of thoughts on our, our draft. <laughs> on our draft, yeah, yeah. I mean, our draft in regards to as a total, yeah. I I, I hate Victor's team. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I see. And let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. I'm not I'm not hating because he stole my picks, but like, this is. This let's is, get into. Uh, the- Let's wait till we get to power raggies before you rag on uh, Victor's team. How about that? <laughs> All right, let's go. <laughs> let's We're going to move on to our next segment. We're bringing the power rankings back, uh, suggested by Victor. I thought it was a good idea, so let's do this. Uh, yeah. I used some website that ranked all of our teams, and we're going to talk about it real quick. Number one on the list, we have Luis. Coming in at RB ranked number one, wide receiver ranked number seven, flex six, QB six, tight end 11. Fantasy Pros likes his team a lot. Let's take a look at it. Like his team because of C-Mac, right? C-Mac. C-Mac is good. He's got C-Mac. He's got Kyler Murray as his quarterback. I like his team. Pittman Robinson, one-two punch. He's got Michael Thomas on the bench. He might just be a wide receiver one. Stole your Cole Komet. He sure did. That I'll be real bummed out if his uh, Cole Komet really pays off for Luis. 
Uh, he was going like 11th. I really didn't expect anyone to take him, but here we are. <laughs> I mean, that's one of what his best is? picks, right? Like, Coco Met yeah. is one of his best picks. Like, we can we can judge his first through four picks or whatever. Like, those are like guaranteed. These these guys are gonna produce. C Mac's gonna produce, right? Kyler Murray's gonna produce. Um, I forget Trump. what was. Trevin Pittman. Yeah, Pitt. What? Who? My, Michael Pittman. It's gonna produce. He's in a better situation than he was last year. Allen Robinson's gonna produce. The only thing that's gonna stop him is if Matthew Stafford gets hurt because of a stupid elbow. Allen Robinson is basically shit. <clears throat> Cooper Cup is basically shit. So whoever drafted him, um, because <laughs> of his elbow, right? Is <laughs> a is a big red flag. <clears throat> but Coco Met, he, he he's gonna he's in a situation where he, he he can be the number two target person in that team in a subpar offense, but number two target. His, Even in subpar offense, yeah, his production last year was zero. So that's not gonna happen. Again, Kokomet's gonna get five to six touchdowns this year. Like that's just a fact. Like I'll take the over on five touchdowns if that's his line. Yeah, yeah. Right. He's that's, a... his best, that's his best pick. <clears throat> All right. The problem with Luis's team, and don't get me wrong, it's great. And I'm not, I'm not shitting, I'm not trying to hear and, sh- and, and shit on anybody's team, but he's one injury away. C Mac, who is a great fucking running back, but he's been very injury prone last couple years. And he, if he stays healthy, fuck, he's got the best pick in the draft, hands down, best pick in the draft. But if he doesn't, he got the worst pick in the draft, right? Am I wrong for saying that? Yeah, but if your first round pick gets injured. Uh, yeah, you're I mean, if, if anybody, if anybody, but like, like historically wise, yeah, like has an injury, right? So it's like you're you're taking C-Mac for his upside, but you're also knowing that he's, and I think Luis knew that going in because he didn't he didn't auto pick C-Mac. He took his time to take C-Mac. He was like halfway through his fucking timer, then he picked C-Mac. He was contemplating. He was contemplating taking whoever the fucking his, his, whoever, whoever the fuck he had above him. Yeah, it's, it's a very high risk, high reward. Right. Absolutely, absolutely. But he is one injury away from having a bad season, and then he's two injuries away from having essentially the worst team in the league. If Matthew Stafford goes down, he's got Allen Robinson, that's going to be shit. And, and C-Mac is going to be shit. So, um, Fingers crossed. Uh, no, I mean... That elbow. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't mean this it guy says, that says... I don't want to be this good. guy that says, like, your team is garbage because the probability of people getting injured. No, because that's, 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 that's bullshit. But I'm just being, right. like, a realist right here. Like, this is... His team is great. His fucking team is phenomenal. As it as now, week, yeah. week one, week one, he is fucking in it to win it all. But week four, week five, if shit starts to unravel, 
He's got to make some fucking waiver pi- waiver picks to make sure that he gets in the fucking in the playoffs. That's like that's, that's like that's like saying that's like about any team, right? That's like, like any team. Yeah, it can happen to anyone. Yeah, if they're, they're they're anything. but the fact that the fact that he he drafted into C Mac is injury prone. He drafted C Mac. He drafted wide receivers on a reporter saying that Matthew Stafford is probably having elbow like a elbow problem. So he drafted two players in his top five picks that have a high risk of getting injured. So that's 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 where my concern lies with Luis's team. Cool. High risk, high reward. That's what he has. So if yeah. it works out for him, it's gonna work out for him. And everybody has injury risk. His couple of his players just happen to have higher injury risks than normal. So he he weighed his options and he went with it and we'll see how it works out. So Next person on the power rankings, number two, Emerson, coming in, RB rank four, wide receiver rank five, flex five, tight end five, QB ten. What do we think about his team? I think his team has a lot of players that are in mediocre offenses. Brandon Brandon Cooks, right? Talking about players who are high risk, uh, Brandon Cooks, Elijah Mitchell. Elijah Mitchell. Like those, I mean, we just talk about it with Luis. These two players are one injury away from being replaced or one concussion away from never playing in the NFL ever again in Brandon Cooks. That's just, that's just a fact, right? Uh, Brandon Cooks has been sustained to concussions in the past. He hasn't. Um, um, he's, he's he's obviously produced, right? He, he's a thousand receiver, thousand yard receiver, uh, eighty catch guy, six touchdowns. Like that's that's just that's his floor. That's what he does every single year. That's what he does. But he's one big hit away from going down the middle and getting a concussion, and he's never ever playing in the NFL away in in, in the game again. Same thing goes for Elijah Mitchell. The Elijah Mitchell and the Niners offense, his, his history has taught us that the, the San Francisco 49ers offense has a wide receiver, uh, a, I'm sorry, a running back one every single year. It's a different person. It's a different person. It's a different running back. So he's one injury away from like Elijah Mitchell being, I mean, sorry. Um, Elijah Mitchell. Elijah Mitchell, yeah, it is Elijah I mean, like, oh, he gets hurt week two, week three, and he never fucking plays another down or a, a fucking actual. He never gets his rollback as a. He never gets the rollback. Yeah, he never gets his twenty touches again. Yeah, that, that's 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 the reality of that team. The last time San Francisco had a running back like back to back was the number one. It was Frank Gore. Well, it's Frank Gore, and how old is Frank Gore? The motherfucker is old. <laughs> that was probably like 10 years ago. That, yeah, I think yeah. Emerson just benches real thin. I think mostly because he had to take, or he made the decision to take Alexander Madison where he took him. Um, it's like it's not a lot of options if anything goes wrong with like Elijah Mitchell. 
Jackie Dobbins, Miguel obviously doesn't mind that pick, but beyond I don't that, mind. I don't mind that pick yeah. based off of like if you have two running backs and you take J.K. Dobbins. Or your situation was like, why if you're gonna go for a running back that has potential to be RB one, yeah. Why why take uh, RB one that is not an RB one that could be that J.K. Dobbins could be essentially the RB one two three weeks yeah. later, you know, like that's that's, that's, that's like, right. like compared to Luis's team, right? Where like if C. Mac goes after Luis, it's a big problem, but he's still got you know Devin Singletary and C. H. on the bench. Who some other I would be starting those people if they were on my team. So I don't, I, I think I mean, just, just, <laughs> you're talking about Ceh and and Singletary who like are in an offense that are pass heavy right. that are not really like reliant on getting. They're not pass catchers. They're, they're, they're not. Yeah, they're not. They're not. They're not getting the goal line carries. They're not getting the five zone, the ten zone. They're not getting those those, those carries in that in that area. They're getting, they're in good offenses, but they they don't get the. Well, that could be completely different for Luis's team because Kansas City Chiefs offense can be relied more on the run this year because they don't have an RB, um, you know, RB receiver one or two. Like you got Juju and R uh, and MBS who are unproven in that offense yet. So it's like it might be the Clyde Edwards, uh, Clyde Edwards Laird fucking team. So it's like we can go. This 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 way of the spectrum and this way of the spectrum, right? Like Clyde was Lair has been this person for two years. He hasn't done shit. Everybody's next to high draft capital on him. Or you can be like, this is his year to 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 to, to get it because his wide receiver duo. Like Tyreek Hill isn't there anymore. Travis Kelsey's still there, but you can't rely on Travis Kelsey getting all the fucking ten zones fucking passes. Like no. It has to go to the running back or MBS or Juju. You know, like, that's, that's just what it is. So back to Everton, right? Like, um, his team is great. Uh, like, obviously. Uh, like, everybody's team here is great. I don't, I'm not trying to be like the fucking negative Nancy on anybody's thing, but I'm just pointing out the, the risk versus reward. Right, that's that's what I'm being. I'm I'm being devil's devil's advocate here, right? Sure. Like you can get this, like you can you can absolutely get uh, a RB one from Elijah Mitchell, absolutely. If he stays healthy, he could absolutely be the RB one. And, and when I say RB one, he's gonna be one through twelve, right? And you got him in the fucking sixth round or something like that, right? Yeah, that's insane value. But then you go the complete opposite spectrum, where he's like he's one injury away from being shit. That's 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 what I'm going with him. That's 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 all I'm trying to say. Again, set upside. Yeah, like Elijah Mitchell can be the winning running back in the league if he stays healthy and and is getting 25 carries a game, 20 carries a game, getting you 100 yards plus a touchdown and then three catches and a touchdown in, in in a week that's like upside right yeah yeah but the downside is he gets injured week two week three and he's useless the rest of the way all right 
because that's just the way San Francisco is, right? There hasn't been a repeated number one RB in that team in the last five years. And who was the number one RB last year? Elijah Mitchell. So is he going to repeat? If he stays healthy, sure, Elijah Mitchell can be. If he's not, Pierce? Who else? Wilson? Wilson. I think Hasty's still there. Jamichael Hasty. They got a deep uh, running back roster. That's my, that's my two cents on it. Obviously, the left and the right, just going based off of best case scenario, worst case scenario. That's all I'm doing with everybody's um, draft capital this year. No, guys, right. you, you should, people are hurt right now. Miguel hates your picks. You guys are all awful. <laughs> I mean, so, I mean, I'll do it with my team too. To be Don't fair to people's teams so I'll far, do it with my team. I'll do it with my team too. Two when teams we get that to my team, have injury risk. We're two for two on injury risk, but uh, all right. I'll do it with my team too. Next up, Marlin, rank three, coming in RB rank three, wide receiver rank six, flex eleven, QB three, tight end two. I, mean, I think he's How got a great feel? starting lineup, but same thing. I think his bench is thin just because he went what tight end quarterback relatively early in the draft. So, like, all of his starters look real, real hot, clean, and nice. But uh, his wide receiver, too, is RB. Well, not his wide receiver, too. Waddle's probably fine. His RB, too, is sketchy. I mean, and, and his bench is Waddle is a problem I mean, <laughs> right there. Two yeah. receivers in, in the same team with a question at quarterback. That's a little iffy, man. Williams, QB pick? Uh, Patrick Mahomes. Hmm. Good, solid. Yeah, solid. Yeah, yeah. He can be, uh, he, he, he could easily be the QB one or the QB five, right? Like, there's no other option for him, barring injury. Like, that's where his, his floor is. That's where his ceiling is. He's gonna be top five. Um, where my where where my issue with Marlins draft is having. To Miami Dolphins, it, it, it's unproven that that offense is going to be great, right? Tyree Kill is great. Waddle is really great. Tua, just not enough to draft him. Like, <laughs> not, not only that, like, is Tua going to be great enough to solidify two wide receiver ones? Or, 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 or wide receiver one or wide receiver two? Is Tua that great? Is Tua going to be, I get 4,000 fucking yards and 30 touchdowns to make sure these two running this these two wide receivers get enough fucking play in the game that they can both be wide receiver ones. And the answer is no. Probably no. Am I wrong for saying that? I don't know. A lot of people on the internet would disagree with you, probably. I mean, if they weren't on the same team, would we have a problem with Waddle? Yeah, but that that's the, the issue that we do have is that they do they are on the same team. I don't know if that's uh I mean so you're basically splitting difference, right? If you're high on Tyreek Hill, if you had Tyreek Hill and somebody else had Waddle, we'd be pro yeah. Tyreek Hill, yeah, you know, Waddle you'd be, you'd and now okay, you'd be okay with that because right. because Waddle can get you, you know, fifteen points and the other receiver you get can get you fifteen points. 
on a same weekend, but you're never going to get those same results on the same weekend. Yeah, but then, so Marlins, even if that's the case, right, that on any given week, only Tyreek Hill and only Jaden Wall will produce, uh, Marlins just splitting a difference, right? It's over the course of the season, he'll get seven and a half each week instead of 15 each week. It, it just caps his upside. Yeah. Which is, I mean, it's a problem for fantasy because that's what you want to do. You want to maximize your upside every given week. And right. But, I mean, I, maybe he's, he is high on Tua. Maybe he thinks Miami offense is going to be fucking, you know, this year's Buffalo offense or whatever, and they're going to score 20 points a game each. But I like that's why I'm thinking. That doesn't happen. It happens one week. It happens one week. It happens two weeks. It doesn't happen 17 weeks. Not usually. But Marlon's Mar- yeah, counting on that, right? Or or he's splitting the difference and he's just accepting that. I mean, when I was when I was, when I was talking to team. him when I was talking to him during the draft, he was like, Oh, I didn't know. Tyreek Hill went to the fucking Dolphins. I'm like, well, I'm sorry you feel that way. Well, you know, whatever. Even though he may have drafted unknowingly, I think it's fine to split the difference. And, you know, now he's just crossing his fingers, hoping they both produce. A week they both produce, he's winning those weeks. How often is that happening, though? I don't know. Miami's been trash for a long time, and now everyone expects them to be much, much, much less trash. And it's not just—it's not just feeding Hill, Waddle, right? It's feeding McKissick. It's feeding yeah. Chase Edmonds. It's feeding the 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 slot receiver. It's it's feeding this person. You know, like mm-hmm. does Tua have the 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 arm strength? The 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 capability to do that week in, week out. Is he elite? Can he do that? Is he Patrick Mahomes? (laughs) Marlon is going to find out. Is he Patrick Mahomes? Could be. Patrick Patrick Mahomes can do that. Some people think he is. Like Patrick Mahomes. If you have Patrick Mahomes, you have Hill. Just just where they're ranked. People people believe it, right? We talked about this in the podcast already, I think, but. You can't rank one as high as you do without ranking the other one higher, too. So. Marlin, rank three, baby. All right. My last thought is every year people are like, when do I take a quarterback? When do I take a tight end? Marlin said, fuck it. Take them both. I mean, it's a good quarterback and it's a good tight end. So it just happens. Like, let's see what happens with Sanders. And if Tua becomes great, then he's fine. If not then he's also has a problem at wide receiver too so his team can tank yep pretty hard based on sanders and waddle all right so we'll see next up we have alex rank four fuck this guy drafting right next to me (laughs) 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 i'm just kidding i'm just kidding uh, it, 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 <laughs> I don't like that the person right next to me goes wide receiver, wide receiver, but you know, whatever. 
Coming in, wide receiver rank number one, Alex, baby. (laughs) Running back rank number 11, flex three, QB two, tight end six. Ham hating because he came into the the draft going, hoping to go receiver, receiver. And Alex did the same thing right next to him. It's all good. It's all good. I don't mind his draft. And he's he scrapped the whole wide receiver thing. He was off of it. So the the rest of it after those, you know, me not taking Justin Jefferson, who I think I really wanted, the rest of it was all on me. So no harm, no foul. But same thing. Takes a quarterback. Takes tight end relatively early. So he's getting himself a tight end rank two, QB rank three. That's pushing up a lot in the rankings, but. Uh, I mean, the tight end, I think the, the QB is whatever in these rankings, right? Like QB one, two and three maybe makes a difference. But, you know, last season, it didn't really could have taken a QB at any point. Ended up with gold. I think it matters a lot when like the QB three last year was Jalen Hurts. He was taken super late. So <clears throat> who's that late round QB that's going to do the same thing? Because it happens every year. Right. Right. Freelance, yeah. baby. <laughs> That that's what it is, right? You just may, maybe it's almost. I don't think it's ever worth it to take a QB early, but somebody has to take those players, right? Like they're they're gonna get taken at some yeah. point, maybe a round later because our your league on average doesn't like QBs, but I, I think our league has a QB boner sometimes, so they go early. I mean, it didn't go as early this year. They didn't. Some people actually, waited. I was actually surprised. Like, round three was the first QB taken. Yeah. Which is not bad. This is what my problem with Javel's Mario Javel's draft is. Alex. Right? Alex Javel. But yeah. Alex Javel. Alex Mario Javel. It's on there. They're, yeah, they're yeah. the same person, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell us. Tell us why. He uh, took Brian Robinson. Who is not Who's, starting? He's shot right now on IR. I want to say he like took my, Michael Gallup on he IR. Took Michael Gallup, who's on IR. And uh, did he take D Hop? He didn't take D Hop, right? No, that was the other Joel. That was the other Joel. Okay, but he has Lazard, though. Who's not going to start who, the season? Who's not starting the season? Like, his, his bench is shit. Now, starting the season, he's got his starters. He's all like, fuck it, I got my starters. I'll get upside because Brian Robinson's going to take that role over Gibson. Eventually. So, like, okay, that's happening. But now, is Brian Robinson going to be fully healthy being shot in the fucking ass? Uh, how long does it take to fully recover from uh, getting shot right. in the ass? No from an knows. ass shot. There's, there's no timeline on that. Like nobody knows. <laughs> yeah. Nobody knows. We're, gonna, we're all gonna learn. It's gonna be great. So the next yeah. time someone in the NFL gets shot in the ass, you'll be like, you know what? That's a six week injury. Don't believe it. Don't believe it. <laughs> exactly. He's a hype. That's definitely. He, he, could be, he could be gone for six weeks. You're absolutely right. He could be gone for six weeks. And it's like, oh, he's gone for six weeks. Is that enough to get him over the hump? 
in regards to like what's his running backs? Tell me his running backs right now, please. Honor Pollard. I don't know about Pollard as your RB two. Right? Like he's got, he's got a he's got a backup running back as his RB two. What's his wide receivers? Jefferson, Justin, who's his second Jefferson, name? Mike Evans, and Mike Terry Evans. McLaurin. Scary Terry is his flex. Beautiful picks. He's getting 60 points from those people week in, week out, right? But he's getting... Who's everyone again? James Conner. James Conner. He's either getting 20 points from that guy or two. Conner as his RB1 is... Not bad. I think Pollard as RB two is is a problem. Yeah, I'm saying like he can get he can get twenty points from Connor, but he can also get three points from Connor. He can get he can get ten points if Ezekiel Elliott is is starting ten points on a good day from Pollard. On a bad day, he gets three points. So he can get 60 points from his right receivers, and he can get six points floor from his running backs. He's got 66 points from his starting position. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? I mean, I think he's going to have a real boomer bust season. Right. Exactly. Boomer bust does not win the game. Having a safe floor and a high ceiling wins the game. Having a high floor and a high ceiling wins the game. I mean, yeah. Which he does not have in his running backs. It's not always possible to have, though, so he, he went with his strategy. and yeah. I mean, if, I think he sacrifices in the draft, too. And again, I'm, I'm, being, I'm, being, I'm being the guy. I'm being the guy. This podcast to be like, what is the worst possible position You're that can happen? In- the the Debbie Downer. I'm being the Debbie Downer in this fucking league, right? Like I'm being the Debbie Downer, and I'm I'm okay with this right now. But I'm just I'm just like say like out of your five starting positions, you can get sixty six points. Are you okay with that on a given week? Obviously no. Obviously not, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's what that's the, the, down, that's the downside. That's the downside. That's the downside. But there's also but an the upside. The downside is he can get 100 points. James Conner can score two touchdowns and no, Tony I'm Pollard. I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that. On his upside week, he can get 83 points because Tony Pollard is not going to get any fucking high value if Ezekiel Elliott is on the field. He's not. He's not. I agree with that as the owner of Ezekiel Elliott. Because it doesn't matter. Because hashtag no bias. <clears throat> I mean, it's just a fact, right? It's just a fact. Ezekiel Elliott is going to get seventy percent of the fucking touches. Yeah. The only, if, the only, the only way Pollard gets fucking ten points in that in that fucking week is if he breaks down one of his fucking five six carries that he gets in the fucking week and he breaks it down for a fucking forty yard touchdown. Or receptions. receptions. That's the only way he gets production. Yeah. If Ezekiel Elliott is starting, Tony Pollard 
only way of getting 10 plus points is if he breaks a 40 yard touchdown pass. Yeah, or so 40 he, yard carry. He gave up on running back harder harder than I did. Yeah. Right, like it's he he goes tight end quarterback early still, and he's put all his fucking eggs in the James Conner basket to now carry back carry the running back position. Now, like I said, I'm gonna be the complete opposite and the complete fucking negative and positive of it. The complete positive of it is he takes Ezekiel's job, right? He takes Ezekiel's job, and now he has an RB1, quote-unquote, in his league. What if he, Tony Pollard, does get 70% of the production? What if Tony Pollard does do this? Now he's getting 100 points from his fucking starting lineup. All of a sudden, All of a he sudden, he's got a, a he's favorite. Got a team. Yeah, absolutely. Now, does that happen? I say no. Again, say hashtag no, no, no bias. I, I, I say I say no as well, because guess what? Last year Ezekiel Elliott had a fucking torn meniscus, and he still outproduced Tony Pollard. Alex, two people say no. I'm gonna say yes. <laughs> Abraham is on your side for no reason other than that. The other two people said no. But, uh, good luck to you. Look, but. Am I wrong for saying that? And I was going like, Ezekiel Elliott. Yes, yes how, dare you, how dare you say these things? You were but the torn meniscus <laughs> still had more touches than Tony Pollard did. These I are wouldn't the realities. Putting, yeah, we, we wouldn't be putting our eggs in the Tony Pollard basket yeah. there. As, especially not as an RB2. Yeah. yeah. So he he has to hope that one of his bench running backs comes out and uh, takes the starting job. Ezekiel Elliott literally goes out with an injury that's out for the season. Or or Ken Walker uh, takes a job in Seattle and Seattle is in trash. Too big ifs. Or Brian, yeah, too big ifs. And Brian Robinson can come back and take over Gibson's job in Washington. So he has some upside in his bench, but as of right now, yeah. Tony Pollard as his number two is a little shaky. Yeah, I mean, in theory, right, Fucking Robinson comes back in four weeks, which is fine, and he turns the season around there. Yeah. Like I said, Tony Pollard could absolutely be the RB1 if his mean, goes down. The rest of his team is rock solid. You know, Justin Herbert as a quarterback is uh, like top three quarterback. He should be a top three quarterback this year. That that's easy. Dalton yeah. Schultz is the tight end. Um, he's not explosive in any way, but he is uh, sort of a security blanket for Prescott, the way Jason Whitney used to be for Tony Tony Romo. Like he, if it's third down, he's going to go to Schultz and they're going to pick it up type deal. So. There's no number two wide receiver in that team right now, so he's going to get a lot of targets. Mike Evans, Terry McLaurin, and Justin Jefferson as receivers, beautiful. Yeah, he's got the solidified receivers. Like I said, he's getting 60 points from those people every single week. Is that enough to win the week? Is that enough to win the league when you have possibly 15 points for your running back? 
or three po- uh, three points from your running back on the RB one with James Conner because he's you get to the end zone. The only reason why he was so productive last year because he got in the end zone. Is that happening again? We'll find out, right? And Tony Pollard is RB two. That's not happening unless Ezekiel goes down. Yeah. So that's that. Alex, good luck on you, buddy. Number five, Denise. We got her in at running back rank 10, wide receiver rank 4, flex 10, QB 5, and tight end 3. How are we liking her team? I love Kyle Pitts. I think he has number one potential. Now Breakout season? Breakout season. Because his touchdown production isn't going to be one. It's not. It's not going to be one. There's no way in hell he gets another one touchdown season. Is he going to double that, his production? He could 10 times his production for his touchdown go. And he's the RB. He's the tight end one. The, the thing is, like, Marcus Mariota has been favorable with his tight end position. Now, the only way his production goes down is obviously injury, right? But as far as, like, his, his, his ceiling goes, it's higher than last year. Like, it's higher than last year. He can get 800 yards and get 10 touchdowns, and it's higher than last year. And it's higher than last year. Right? As far as Kyle yeah, Pitts yeah. goes. Yeah, yeah. Kyle Pitts should be uh, very, very good. Who was her RB1 and RB2? RB1, she's got Leonard Fournette, David Montgomery, too. Okay, so both great running backs, right? A lot of volume. A lot of volume. What, what's, what's wrong with Leonard Fournette? Let's talk about Leonard Fournette real quick, right? Tom Brady is going through some personal drama right now. He might be getting divorced from his wife, the most beautiful woman in the world. She got a lot of money, too. She also has a lot of money. That's a bonus. You, you think that distracts Tom Brady from football? I don't know. Maybe Tom Brady is the best football player in the world. Does it? It's also... Probably, probably not. <clears throat> but let me tell you this. His production is going to come off of running game, running plays. The interior line in Tampa Bay is missing... Their interior line. Oh, their God. guard went out. Their center went out. Their right guard went out. They're missing their interior line. What's Tom Brady's kryptonite? Getting rushed up the middle. Pressure down the fucking middle. Thank you, George. You watch football. That's why I love you. Pressure down the middle. Now, that could mean two things. He either isn't getting a ball out fast enough or he's getting a ball out fast enough. If he does get the ball out fast enough, guess who that ball is going to? Gonna go Leonard Fournette. Off. Yeah, it's going to be a dump off to Leonard Fournette, which means Leonard Fournette's PPR value or half PPR value, which is what our league is, is going to go through the roof. The other thing is, how much is Leonard Fournette getting off of those fucking half PPR ones, right? The other scenario is Tom Brady doesn't get the ball fast enough. And those balls don't go to fucking Fournette. 
Therefore, his half PPR production is cut in half, right? Those go, they go so incomplete. They go for fucking, oh, he completes the pass, but he gets zero yards, right? The interior offense, offensive line in that, in, in that offense is, is skewed. Oh, let me run on the let me run the ball down the middle. Yeah, with fucking backups, like that's the problem with Leonard Fournette. That's why I think a lot of people faded him. That's why a lot of people yeah. faded him. But Earlier in again, the in the preseason, it was uh because he was fat, and then later on, it was because of actual reasons like, oh, his his offensive line is fucking devastated. So let's put the brakes on Leonard Fournette. Well, we can go. Fantasy wise, Leonard Fournette's a great pick, right? Those like you pick Leonard Fournette because he can get you those point seven points, right? Those those dump off pass for two yards, those dump off pass for three yards. You're still getting the the half PPR reception, whatever for a three four yards. I agree with Miguel Denise Denise's team. I think she's getting real harsh treatment at the RB position on these power rankings, but. You know, I mean, I can go I can even further with Demock, right? Demock yeah. is a great running back. He gets a lot of volume. But guess what? If he doesn't get the touchdowns, he's garbage. Because I had him last year. And he, if he didn't get the touchdowns, he wasn't doing great. But luckily for me last year, he got the touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, I he wanted was, him. This guy was spent a lot of he was time. Getting tw- he was getting 20 to 25 targets a year last year. 20 to 25 combined with running and, and, and uh, receiving. And he was getting 60 to 70 yards. Is that enough? No. But if you got a touchdown, yes, it's enough. Not very efficient, but very high volume. And, yep. and that's, that's, what he has. That's, that's what she has. So yep. probability means, and not to mention, DMOC's offensive line is also shit. But, like, probability means, it yeah. season. They Picked up a lot of free agents. If you have two running backs who can get 20 opportunities a game, you have upside to win the league. You have upside to win the league. Absolutely. All right. That's what she's hoping for. Yep. Garnett and Montgomery pan out. Kyle Pitts scores 10 touchdowns. 20 opportunities. Jamar Chase. I mean, Jamar Chase is Jamar Chase, right? He's either going to give you 1,510 or he's going to be exactly what he was last year, which is not worth the number one pick. But if he gives you 1,510, he's absolutely worth the number one pick. We'll see how he does. Rest of our team looks good. Jalen Hurts is the quarterback. As far as the quarterback part of his job is not the best, but he runs a lot and rushing adds a lot of value to the quarterback position. I'm not, I'm not here to analyze quarterbacks because quarterbacks are like three, four points away from each other. Like the top 10 quarterbacks are four or five points away from each other. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, Just talking overall, her whole team quarterback is good. Kyle Pitts is a tight end. Is, is solid. Quarterback is great. I love her quarterback pick. Jalen Hurts can be the, the the quarterback one this year. He absolutely can be. Why? Because he runs the ball and he scores huh? a lot of fucking touchdowns yeah. through the ground. 
He can easily he can get you a thousand and ten through the ground. And that's a fucking quarterback one. Along with thirty five hundred, four thousand and fifteen, twenty touchdowns through the air. That's an RB one. I mean that's a quarterback one. Let's move on. Sure is, Bob. Next up, we have Brian, rank 6, RB rank 5, wide receiver 10, flex 4, QB 9, tight end 1. He took Travis Kelsey. He took Travis Kelsey, so he's getting, he gets the tight end 1. Right? What's the problem with thinking? him? What's the problem with that, that scenario, right? The reason why Kelsey was open all the time was because they were double teaming Tyree Kill all the time. Tyreek Hill is not on the team anymore. Does that mean that Travis Kelsey is going to be that tight end? Yes. It could absolutely, it could absolutely mean that Travis Kelsey is a tight end number one. Right? Like, Travis, I mean, Tyreek Hill not being there could still mean that Kelsey is still the, the best tight end in the league. Or the opposite. Right? Because Tyreek Hill was in that team is the reason why Travis Kelsey got all those fucking touches. So as soon as the defense is key up on Travis Kelsey. So now Travis Travis Kelsey is being double teamed. They got to pick the poison. Do we let Tyreek Hill beat us or do we let Tyreek Hill or Travis Kelsey beat us? Age has a lot of of factor into it, right? Travis Kelsey is an old ass motherfucker. He's literally one year older than Rob Gronkowski. And Gronk's out of the league. Oh, Gronk's out of the league. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> right? What was Brian's other picks? What was the RBs? Davin Cook. Yeah, Davin. Brees Hall, A.J. Dillon as the top three. I got nothing bad to say about those. <laughs> I got nothing bad to say about those. <laughs> Brees yeah, Hall. Yeah, T. T. Higgins, I mean, Chris Godwin is wide receivers one and two. Uh, I mean, Chris, Chris Godwin, is he ready? Is he ready? For the role, right? He's coming off the ACL tear. I'm a big, big person to be like, don't draft players who are coming off a big injury. Chris Godwin is one of those players this year who's coming off a big injury. He tore his ACL not early, not early in the season, but midway through the season. So, is he going to be effective? Can't. Yeah, he can. I mean. We would go back to Adrian Peterson, right? Adrian Peterson tore his ACL and had the best season in the history of running backs ever. Right? You never know. You never know. What history has shown us is that nobody is as good as Adrian Peterson. 
Dude was a freak. He was a freak. So it's not freak. likely that somebody's going to repeat that. Yeah. Coming off of major knee injury and then playing the best season of their life. So, that is right receiver two, Godwin. That's a fart. Thumbs My, down right there. Yep, that's a fart. Um, his running backs, repeat them to me, please. Davin Cook, Brees Hall, A.J. Dillon. Fuck. <laughs> He's got great running backs. <laughs> Dalvin Cook, I mean, the only thing I can say is about Dalvin Cook is he's, he, he, he misses three to four weeks every single week, every single season, right? He's got a bad shoulder. It's always been a factor. So there's that. But he has two other running backs that can take the place. Um, Brees Hall, unproven. Great pick. But in an offense that's going to be trailing, does he have the pass-catching ability in that offense? Right? They come for the for the reduction in attempts, rushing yeah, attempts. Right. If, if, if they're playing another team that's similar to the level, which is not, there's only like, so I mean, he's playing Miami, he's playing Buffalo, he's playing New England two times a year. Are they going to be winning those games? Probably not. So does he have the pass catching ability in those, in those teams, mm. to, to remain relevant, to remain in those relevant teams when in when they're behind, when they're behind, we'll see. Maybe, maybe, right? Maybe, maybe. Brian, maybe. Brian hopes yes. Let's hope the Jets. And AJ, and AJ Dillon is just like gonna be on the field all the time. He's getting the goal line carries. The question is, is Aaron Jones taking his productivity away, right? Which the answer is probably yes, right? He's not a true RB1 or RB2. If if Aaron Jones goes down, absolutely, he's the RB1. So that's his positive... That's a positive in that team. If Aaron Jones goes down, he's got an RB1 in his team. If he doesn't, they're splitting. They're splitting. All right. That is Brian. Next up, Jason. Number seven, RB rank six, wide receiver nine, flex seven, QB seven, tight end eight. Who's he got? Lay it on me. What's his pick? Najee Harris and Javonta Williams, RB1 and 2. All right. So, Najee Harris, a lot of volume. Um, There's a lot of mouths to feed in that Pittsburgh team. And you got Mitchell Trubisky throwing. So, 
those those targets go to Najee or they go to Fryermuth? Do they go to Chase Claypool? Do they go to Deontay Johnson? Victor says they go to George Pickens. Do, do they go to George Pickens, who's fucking third on the depth chart? But that's the problem with Najee, right? He's got he's getting a lot of volume. He's gonna get twenty plus carries a game. That's a, that's a fact, right? That's a fact. He's getting twenty plus carries a game. He's a solidified number one RB in Pittsburgh. So he's getting those targets. Has the offensive line improved in Pittsburgh? Maybe by ten percent. They went from like, a little. They got a little better, right? They went from thirtieth to like twenty third, right? It's still not according, great, but yeah. according, according according to PFF, right? Yeah, according it's not great, but it should be a little bit better than last. Year. It should be it should be better than last year, but it's still not in the top half of 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 the offenses, O-line in the league. It's still a below-average league yeah. line. So with Najee Harris' production last year, he was getting – but his production with those carries were in the bottom in the bottom half. He had three points – and I want – and correct me if I'm wrong, but he did not have a four-point – it was under four points, like 3.7 or something four, like that. Yeah, it was like a 3.7, 3.8, right, George? High volume, uh, low high volume, low, low efficiency. So that could still be the same case with Najee. High volume, low efficiency, and the and the catches may not go his way because Big Ben is not there anymore. It's Mitchell Trubisky who was named the starting quarterback in that in that team. Mitchell Trubisky is a running quarterback. So if the option is not there, he's going to take off. And that that pass that should have gone to Najee, it's not going to be there anymore. He's going to be like, let me get five, six, seven yards instead of giving Najee nine, six, seven yards. So that's where I fall with Najee. He's obviously going to still be an offensive weapon because regardless of what you see how you see it is he's still going to be high volume so the, the high, hope for Harris yeah yeah so the hope would be uh he won't be catching as much but he'll be more efficient because of an improvement in offensive that's, line that's, mm-hmm. and then teams are going to have to respect the deep pass a little bit more so it's a trade off and We'll see how it goes. Pittsburgh. Now with Javante, obviously the the fucking elephant in the room with with Javante is they're going 55-45 with Melvin Gordon. Right? He's not the solidified number one RB in that team. He may be more productive with his attempts and his rushing and his catching, but the volume is not going to be there for a Javante Williams. Now, later down the season, I think I want to say Javante takes the job. I want to say he does. That's not 
guaranteed though, right? I don't know. Melvin Gordon got paid this past uh, offseason. Yeah. You can't people. you can't get you can't guarantee that Javante all of a sudden he's getting five point five point five point five point yards per carry and Melvin Gordon's getting fucking four point eight. They're like, oh guess what? We're going with Javante. Is that happening? Maybe. Is it but if they're both healthy throughout the whole year, Javante is not a good pick. But but if Melvin, Gordon, if Melvin Gordon goes down, Javante is a number one fucking running back. Absolutely he is. 20 carries, 5.5 pounds a yard. You do the math. Plus a touchdown. Plus five yeah. catches. Comes out to mucho puntos, I believe. Mucho puntos, right? Yeah, approximately. Mucho puntos. He can get 20 points a game if Melvin Gordon goes out. <clears throat> now, the opposite goes if he doesn't go out, if Melvin Gordon gets 20 points and Javante gets five, six, seven points that week, and the opposite goes, depending on the touchdown. Right? Who gets the touchdown? Does Melvin Gordon get the touchdown that week? Or does Javante get the touchdown that week? That's very dependent. There you go. Very sexy. <laughs> All right. That's very dependent if they're both healthy. If they're both healthy, you don't know who gets the touchdown. You don't know who gets the goal line carry. You don't know who, ha- who you know, who gets the, the, t- the 10 zone dump off. You just don't know. You just but don't know. You never know with anybody. And Jason's hoping Javante takes the job, baby. That's what it is. I mean, for the rest of his team, A.J. Brown, Gabe Davis, and Darnell Mooney are his wide receivers. Uh, I don't feel like Brown... Is a guaranteed number one receiver. I agree a hundred percent because last year Jalen Hurts had a one like a one point two percent production in touchdown passes. Like where's those where are those touchdowns going this year? If he improves that to two point oh touchdowns per game, right? If he does improve that to that, where do those touchdowns go? Is it Goddard? Is it is it the running back? Is it Smith? Is it my vagina? According to Selenia, <laughs> could be just easily be any one of those. It could easily be one of those, right? Yeah. That's my my problem with that. And I mentioned that in the beginning of the podcast when we started this podcast. It was all like Eagles offensive. Um, receiving core are not getting touchdown production because Jalen Hurts does not throw touchdowns. He runs the ball and he gets 15 to 20 touchdowns a game through the air and 5 to 10 touchdowns through the ground. That's how they work. AJ Brown can get 1,500 yards 
He could easily get two touchdowns. And I'm not and nobody's happy with that. But You're right. the upside is he gets the touchdown. And he gets the fifteen hundred yards. And all the touchdowns go to AJ Brown. That's the possibility. Let's move on to the next one. Georgie boy. Our Abraham rank eight coming in at RB rank twelve because of the strats. Wide receiver rank two, flex one, QB twelve, and tight end ten. This makes sense. Uh, went three wide receiver, so the third wide receiver goes in the flex, and apparently, fantasy pros really likes that. But since I took my running back so late, I get twelve, and I also took a late QB, so. I think he was ranked 12, so that all tracks with me. Everybody's ranked where you thought they were ranked. I mean, that's where I should be ranked, I guess, based on consensus rankings. 15 is who you thought they were. But I placed 8th, and I'm ranked 8th. That makes a lot of sense, too. So. But I like my team. Uh, I don't know how you feel about it. Uh, Miguel didn't like it. Miguel did not like it at all. Um, I like the receivers a lot. Austin Knox should be a, a strong tight end. Uh, he was a bit touchdown dependent. Uh, maybe he'll catch a lot of touchdowns again. Hopefully for you. Uh, the big weakness in your team is going to be the running back position. Josh Jacobs is would be a fine RB2 if all the talk season is wrong, and he's your RB1 right now. So that, that's a bit worrying. Antonio Gibson was going to lose his job, but the guy who's going to replace him got shot in the ass. So he still has a job. So, yeah, I don't I know. Let's hope he uh, performs real well, and uh, they keep him on. Yeah. All right. Um, that's what you need to look for. Apparently, I'm the only one who can keep a steady connection. But yes, Damian Harris, Ramondre Stevenson, try to sort that out. Did I pop out for a sec? Yes, you did. All right, I'm back. Uh, yeah. Damian right. Harris. If both of them were are around all year, then you're, you're, you're stuck with hot garbage. But yep. if one of them wins a job, then you're stuck. You get a, another starting running back. So. This is what we have uh, 70% of our fab for, you know? Take that running back that blows up and win. We also have James Cook. Yeah, James Cook could also. Good upside. <clears throat> you shall see how it goes for you, buddy. Cooper Cup, baby, number one. Cooper Cup. That's it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Next up, Miguel. Miguel's team, rank nine. RB rank seven. Receiver 11. Next eight. QB eight. Type in four. What are we thinking about this? Do we have the Alvin Kamara situation settled already? I thought he was, uh, 
the the court date kept being pushed back. I don't remember when the last time is. Uh... Yeah, I think the last thing I read was he might still get suspended, but not before week one. So I don't know what that means. I don't know if they're gonna catch him in the middle of the season. I don't know if that's a thing. You never know. Yeah. But if that if happens, there's a video. <laughs> if there's a video, he's fucked. Yeah, if the if video drops. No video, <laughs> That's history shows us. As long as there's no video, he's fine. Yeah. So I think should that video drop, Miguel's fucked. But and you know what, Miguel has terrible luck in fantasy football, so we don't like it. <laughs> should be checking Twitter now, here at 10 p.m. I mean, when you bring see, that up, yeah. To see if that video's Tomorrow. like it. He has Melvin Gordon to fall back on, but that's, that's not where you want to be. <laughs> yeah, at least he has Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones is really, really good. Yeah, he, he has fine. Chase Edmonds in the in the flex. He can always just flip in somebody else for the flex. Chase Edmonds as his RB. He might be the the lead back in Miami. You know how it's all gonna shoot out of there. For sure, for sure. I mean, Courtney Sutton, Armin Ross St. Brown as his wide receiver one and two. Two very strong receivers. Courtney Sutton might end up being Russell Wilson's favorite target over there in Denver. So that might be a strong one, two, three. Armin Ross uh, has a chip on his shoulder. Shows he's very good last year. Coming hot. Yeah. Josh Kittle at tight end. Uh, Already. Uh, yeah. <laughs> not not ideal, but uh, they took him kind of high, so. If he stays healthy, he's really good. But that's always the question with Kittle. Injury concerns. Where's Miguel so we can talk about it for 30 minutes? But George Kittle <laughs> stays healthy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he's gonna be so good. Could easily be tight end number one, just as much as any other tight end in the entire league. I disagree. It's probably like a list of like yeah. four tight ends that could be number one. Yeah, maybe four. So he's on, on, any, on any on any given week. Could be any uh, one yeah. of them. Any, any week, yeah, sure. Any one yeah. of them. Some yeah. random tight end that's not rostered is gonna go Catches off. Catches like four touchdowns. Everybody's like, whoa. Let's spend some fab on that tight end and they never do it again. That's how it goes. That's how it goes. So, hopefully it doesn't go like that for Miguel. Or maybe hopefully it does go that way for Miguel. I don't know. I don't know what you guys vote. Four-time champ. Moving on. Victor rank 10. Coming in RB rank 9. Wide receiver 3. Flex 9. Q4, Titan 7, baby. Who's got? Alright, you've got Saquon as RB1. Miguel did not like that. He took him there because he wanted him. So I think Miguel will be very high on this pick. Um, and same thing, Saquon stays healthy. He plays very, very well. Yeah, it's a good run. He's a good Saquon's a good running. There you go. That 
Hot take by George. Take <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's an extremely talented running back in a somewhat bad offense, but he's good enough to overcome those limitations as long as he does not get hurt. After that, he went Devontae Adams. I think we were all a little high on Devontae, so I think we all agree that those are good picks for one and two. I like it. I dug it. It's got Mike Williams. Was his I third pick. pick. A lot. I was gonna pick up Mike Williams as my third pick, but he took him. I hate you, Victor. I think uh, Victor is definitely still sober when he was making these picks. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know how long. It didn't last. It didn't, yeah, it didn't last long. Yeah. According to Miguel, he reached on Barkley. Right away. I mean, like, three <laughs> picks, tops. He reached for him. Oh, my God. You're yeah, ruining draft. Yep. I think if he wanted him, you'd take him. Whatever. It's, it's fine. We <laughs> ruined the Gills draft. The Gills draft is over. Alvin Kamara is going to get suspended. <laughs> He's going to be so fucking mad when it happens. His title defense <laughs> is ruined because of Victor. Fuck it. Victor, way to go. That's your, that's your strategy. That's that's the plan right there. It's like, how do I take down Miguel? Listen to the podcast. Take all the picks. Brilliant. Brilliant. Respect, Victor. Respect. <laughs> uh, George mentioned the Richie Reach. Damian Pierce. Damian Pierce. That was a lot, too. It was like six rounds worth of Richie Reach. Let's go late in rounds. He should probably be going a little bit higher. I was going to take him like in the next two rounds, but he just went super rich on it. Like, Fuck it. I want him. I'm taking him. Make sure nobody else grabs him for me. I mean, there's a couple of points in the draft where I felt like, man, do I really want any of these fuckers? Should I just start reaching? Should I just go grab the players going like three or four rounds later? Because this one, I'm not going to feel good about this pick otherwise. I can see that. Yeah, that's what he went for. It might work out for him. He is mm-hmm. a starting running back, but again, it's the Houston, not the most stable offense. So he's extremely talented runner in a shaky situation. Let's see how it goes for him. I mean, it's the way that he goes. He does this reachy reach, then he goes quarterback tight end, which feels. Wrong. I don't know why. Uh, it feels like, man, I, I'm going to reachy reach and then kind of shore up the the bench at running back a little bit, but you know. Yeah, he started him, so he reached for his starters. So he went uh, Saquon, Adams, Williams, Etienne, and then was his fifth pick, Pierce? I mean, is he not starting Damian Pierce? Is he starting Pickens? If he's, if he's bought into the hype, he's starting Pickens, right? Oh, he definitely bought into the hype. In the flex. <laughs> That's his other reach. Yeah. He reaches, he goes quarterback tight end, and then he reaches again. Victor, the genius. We'll see how it pays off. He Would be nice if he had... his starters, bro. <laughs> Short him up. That's what you want to do. Why didn't he take a defense then? That's... Because he's not Marlin. Okay. <laughs> Quarterback sign him. 
defense. Hey, Marlins ranked third here, all right? So watch your fucking mouth. All right. If only we're all Marlins. That's right. He honestly he makes the playoffs so frequently. I I'm gonna keep my mouth shut, you know. Whatever Marlins strategy is, it's working. He just needs to figure out those last couple of weeks. Get drunk and fuck around. Fuck That's around. the strategy. It's just like, man, I don't have a defense yet. That's right. it. Got a situation. That is correct. No I mean, shit, I tomorrow. You know what? There, there is value in having the best defense. Like every week, you don't have to worry about your defense. There is value in that. Yeah. He he reaches for it, as you say, but uh, he ends up in the playoffs a lot. Yeah. There's value in having a good defense every week. Value having a good kicker every week. So, I'll say you've been streaming defenses for like five years at this point, just because I never take one, take take the first one. So, man, it sucks. It sucks ass. Yeah, it's not fun going week to week, just like desperately trying to win the fucking waiver wire. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll bid three dollars. Some fucking asshole bids bids eight. That's right. Whatever. Fuck me. Yeah, yeah. I'm right in the same boat, and when it pays off, it feels great. But there's weeks where you. Sorry, oh, defense that's like those negative three weeks really hurt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, really, yeah. they really shit on those fucking fifteen point weeks that we managed streaming defenses. So yeah. all right. We're not even talking about Victor anymore, so let's go. <laughs> Moving on to Rank eleven. Uh, rank RB 11. rank eight. Wide receiver eight. Flex twelve. QB one. Tight end nine. The man who took Derrick Henry again. He was not afraid. He didn't care. Derrick Henry almost almost won him those championships. Almost put him in those playoffs and got the job done. But just eight weeks of him almost got up there. Yeah. That's pretty gross. Pretty respectable. So here we are again talking about injury risk. He's Derrick Henry stays healthy. Javel's gonna be just fine. He's got the Henry Akers one-two punch. Akers coming off a full blown Achilles tendon. He recovered super fast. He played in the Super Bowl, but he was super inefficient. But he had a whole offseason to recover again. Maybe he's going to come back stronger than ever. We'll find out tomorrow. Stefan Diggs, wide receiver two. I love it. Good pick. It's a great pick. Great, great pick. Stephon Diggs. Ball. Okay. Then he went Josh Allen. He was our first to take quarterback. You read. It happens every I don't think anybody's mad about having Josh Allen on their team. So. But for the price. The price he paid. Took Josh Allen over. Eh. It's fine. Kyle yeah, he, he could have had Mike Williams or something. Yeah, he could have perfectly okay. Josh Allen's a great pick. Yeah. Never has to worry about it. Then he goes into, what, Thielen. I like the Cordell Patterson pick a lot. Cordell did a lot of work for me last year. Don't like that pick very much. Mm-hmm. Because Cordell a lot of work for you last year and then started to drop off towards the end of the year. I did drop off a little bit. Yeah. 
I mean, he was carrying my team, and then he was he could no longer carry my team, but he was still putting up points considering he was a waiver wire pickup, free agent pickup, if I remember correctly. Nobody believes in them, except him. Except me. Thanks, random article that came across my phone. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, outside of the shaky running backs, back receivers. Yeah, it's looking good. Zachary. I like the receivers. Thielen is with number two. DeAndre Hopkins comes back from the suspension. I don't like the DeAndre Hopkins pick, but that's pure bias based on me having had him on my roster once or twice and never, ever paying off. I I took him much, much higher than Javel took him here, so. Hopkins hater over here. (laughs) <laughs> All right. Last and definitely least, baby. George with the uh, three running back strategy. Not a common one, I don't think. For RB rank number two, baby. Couldn't even give me the one spot. <laughs> still, still didn't get number one. <laughs> Asshole. But to the website. Wide receiver rank 12, flex 2, QB 11, tight end 12. I was very late on my tight end. Gerald Leverett, that's well, baby. He's going to be the number one tight end. It's going to happen. Well, I mean, that's what you're (laughs) counting on. I don't know. I don't know how comfortable we are with the running back and the flex, but it's Zeke, I guess. So you're probably just fine with it. So you got number two flex. Super fine with that. Um, but yeah, you go wide, four wide receivers: Deontay Johnson, Elijah Moore, Christian Kirk, Brandon Ayuk. At the upside of my bench with Chris Olave. Mm-hmm. Jalen Tolbert, rookies. Somebody was situations. somebody was still paying a lot of attention there at the end of the draft, which. More points to speak into the draft because we couldn't get as drunk because we were waiting on the waitress to come by. So those drinks were coming out very, very slowly. Yeah, those deep, those deep picks look a, look a lot better. Look, there's a lot more thought. <laughs> than, a lot more thought in everybody's deep picks for sure. The draft went well. Specifically, my draft went really well. I like Trey Lance a lot. Uh, I, I picked him up in the eighth a little bit early just mm-hmm. to make sure I got him. I feel like he has a potential to do all, all of the things break right. I mean, if you have uh, faith in Debo, you got faith in Trey Lance. I don't know. <laughs> but I have faith in Brandon Ayuk. Yeah. Well, there you go. Somebody's got to score touchdowns over there. Trey Lance. Trey Lance is going to rush them all in and Brandon A. is going to catch them up. That's, uh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want that. You want the opposite of that. <laughs> They're all going to go to the beach. It's going to be great. I mean, that would be money. That's the dream one to punch. Quarterback, wide receiver. So my running backs look real strong. Mixing and Swift. And my wide receivers look very shaky. 
There you go. Well, George, you were last, or you almost last. You were garbage all season and escaped being last by the fucking skin of your teeth. And now you're power rank 12, so I like it. I also like that we'll get to kind of look at three wide receiver, three running back start in the draft. See how it goes. See, see how it goes. So we'll be keeping an eye on that. I feel in a much better spot than you do at Florida than what you are, or you are here. I'm ranked lower than you are, but I much prefer my Yeah, I'm not happy about my running back situation at all. I'll be looking at that very closely every week, being sad. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how it goes. We'll cut it short here since Miguel dropped off. We'll get the rest of this maybe off five years. Alrighty. Alright. Alright, good job. Have a good night. Have a good night. So. See ya.